Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man, like Mo. Hey, did you man see the way Peter's camera transitioned him into the thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, as soon as we went live and like, I just transitioned man smoothly. Hey, Peter, Peter, can you come forward a bit for a second, please? No. Bring, bring, bring your face forward. No. Bring it forward. Well, actually, I think we, it, it can, we can see well enough. I was just thinking, you know, me and Moses are always talking about these Amsterdam trips, you know? But Peter's eyes are looking at me. You know, he's looking at me like he's had some enjoyment. Like I went ahead there. of you. Hey. He's, he, you know, he, he's a bit more calm today, a bit more, you know, he's, he is, back. He he's like, ooh, it's the vibes today. He's been giggling more as well for some bizarre reason. <laughs> are you hungry, Peter? No, I feel sick. Are you over eight? Mm. No, I'm ill. I feel ill. Uh, maybe a little medicinal, you know? Puff, puff, pass. Clears mm. the sinuses. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Let me take that seriously. <laughs> I need to tell you guys about a story I heard today. It was the wildest thing. So, so there was this random like Twitch streamer or something. And he was clicking through his browser, clicking through the browser. And then one person on his stream like paused and looked at what was on his screen and one of the tabs was the wildest thing I've ever heard <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know what deep fakes are I just learned about yeah, this deep fakes yeah it. yeah 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 that's what right. Kendrick did in one of his videos right where you yeah like, yeah yeah well <laughs> there's, there's, there's deep fakes and then there's deep fakes Right, I'll get into it. So, what it was discovered that this guy was looking at? <laughs> he was. <laughs> so basically, this guy had a friend, and his friend's girlfriend is like a YouTube streamer, whatever, whatever. So someone had gone and created deep fakes of her doing some some things. What? <laughs> And then the guy had the defects of his friend's girlfriend open, and that's what they saw. So. Yo. <laughs> and he came to the whole apology. He was crying and all that stuff. Nah. <laughs> Busted. That's mad. Stress. Well, that's wild. It's crazy. Like, you, you, you can't be friends anymore. Like you went no, and saw out fake pictures of my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't be. We can't. Be. That is you crazy. Like, oh, it was, it was, it was curiosity, and that. Nah, you don't be curious about my girl. <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> Do you know? Uh, what, yeah, I saw this. I saw this anime title. Yeah, and as soon as I saw it, I thought of you, Robert. <laughs> it, <laughs> It was along the lines of, yeah, like literally that the title was about this long. Boy gets bullied by um, schoolmates, so he buys all of their mums as his harems. I think I've heard of that one. <laughs> Peter's face. I think it's like one of those isekai ones where, where, where like, he gets transported into this like... Even like this game world, or like this, like 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 one of these fantasy worlds. 
Do you know what? I, I just saw the title. I was like, yeah, do you know what? I can't, I can't even that pay attention even to this like one. That doesn't sound like anime. That sounds like borderline hentai. Bro. No. You yeah. know, you, you know um, there, was, there was another one about this guy. I can't remember what it's called. This guy was getting sexually abused, beat up by, by, by all these people. What are you and, guys watching? No, I haven't watched it. It, it, it. it was in the news a while ago. And then he gets all the superpowers. He becomes the most invisible guy in, in the world. And then he makes it his mission to one by one. And, no, he gets transported into the past, gets all the powers, he makes his mission to get revenge on each and every one of the people that mm-hmm. assault him. It's crazy. I can vouch for that. What kind of revenge, though? <laughs> There's a reason I just said revenge, because... <laughs> You know how anime can go sometimes. No, we're saying no shame. Anyway, hot seat. Who, who's in the hot seat this week? I think it's Mo. Is it me? Mm. Okay, yeah. I was yeah, in the hot yeah, seat last week. Yeah, week. Cool. Cool. Can I go first? You can. Mo, I want three recommendations from you. Three recommendations of pro- uh, pastors um, or preachers or teachers, whatever, that you would highly recommend and three pastors teachers that you would highly avoid (laughs) i want names (laughs) you want names wow man's like called them out the names Um, and churches wow so do you know what funniest thing i haven't um i haven't been listening to preachers and sermons online for a while i've just been like visiting churches and digging into the bible myself so based off of my previous list john piper um these are the ones you recommend yeah these are the ones i'd recommend yeah john piper solid stuff there um Um, William McDowell, the worship guy, yeah, he's actually a head pastor, yeah, no, no, and he's good, he's a- yeah, deeper life fellowship, I believe. Um, I know there's there's a guy that everyone is raving on about, um, Dr. Matthew Lawrence or Stevenson or whatever. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't particularly say him not for any good or bad reasons, I just don't listen to his stuff that much. Um, and I think, um, I think my last one as a cop out, I'll put a slash. So I'll put two people in in third. Um, and I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing these ones on purpose. Um, cause I think they're very easy entrance, entrance points. So, Mike Todd. Mm. This is still yeah. your recommendation. Yeah. Mike Todd and Slash. Um, I've forgotten his name. I think it's like Stephen Furtick or Stephen F- whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, that's a bit left field. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. And that's, that that's why I said there's, there's a reason. It's, very, it's a very easy access point. Mm. Because they are very much, especially with Mike Todd with his gimmicks around illustrations and stuff. Yes, there's been some controversy around it. And I do believe that people are even calling him a heretic and 
in a way that uh, not even heretic, but him him like kind of like um, questionable. So, um, I would say that with especially with the last two, a lot of their topics are quite um, basic, practical, and basic. You focused, yes. And it's very much just like our oh, relationships and like all of them things there. And so if you're if you're looking for something topical, then you could you can kind of dig into these lot. But and I would also say these lot are kind of like the milk. Hmm. They're the milk section. Moving into um, um, what's his name. Um, ah, William McDowell and Piper. John Piper. Those ones are more like, yo, like we're studying, we're getting into this thing, like we're breaking stuff down, we're doing these things. So that's more like moving into it. I, I know that um, Robert, I mean, Peter may bring out like the Chuck Missler, or there's another guy, Vody Bockham. Who's who's decent, um, and th- those guys are heavy hitters. I would even I would even suggest Paul Washer um, as someone to go to, but Paul Washer is very much fire and brimstone. He's very much fire and brimstone. Um, so only go to Paul Washer if you're ready for conviction. If you're trying to avoid conviction, then yeah. Um, would you say that he'll wash you in the word <laughs> <laughs> mandem that I'll say avoid um, I'm not going to go for the bait names the Creflos I'm not going to go for the, the bait names um, I'll say T.D. Jakes question how is T.D. Yeah. Jakes different from Mike Todd, in your opinion? So, that's a good question. That is a very good question. That is a very good question. I believe T.D. Jakes is more of a, a motivational speaker than a preacher. Uh, I think you can make the same argument for, for, for Mike Todd. <laughs> no, because I believe that Mike, so when uh, Mike Todd is preaching, he tends to come with like a passage and he teaches he preaches from that passage and he's got his illustrations and all of them things that it might be a lot more gimmicky but it's off of one one passage um what's his name td jakes would more so come with a hype topic and then just hype about that topic for for the for the most of the sermon so that's that's kind of like my distinction um and I was very intentional with the recommendation as well because I was like, I wanted to give something that heavy hitting but also easy. I've access. just been asked the question, Moses. The question yep. was, when was the last time you listened to anything by TD Jakes? Time ago. Time ago. As I said, like, I haven't listened to sermons in a very long time apart from churches that I'm going to. And it's because I used to spend a lot of time listening to people and I felt like God was saying, spend time in the Bible as opposed to listening to people talk about the Bible. So, yeah, I kind of reorientated stuff to spend more time in the Bible myself rather than listening to people preaching on it. Um, and so I consume preachings at, at particular times. And that's why I'm struggling for people 
because I'm like, I haven't listened to sermons online in about at least three years mm. outside of the churches that I'm going to. So I haven't, yeah. And if I miss a church service, I don't, I don't listen online. I've missed it. Okay, what was the last church you went to in person when the teaching was bad? Or not good? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Say with your chest, bro. Say with your chest. Uh, Name is Shane. HTB. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then that doesn't. That doesn't necessarily reflect the church. It means a big church in like a whole. Yeah, it it reflects that Mm. particular thing. And the thing is to give to like extend grace to it. um, That 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 specific um, service, I I saw it as like training ground for new and developing pastors. So they they're constantly trying to raise new leaders and stuff and I, I saw that church is almost the training ground for those new leaders they're trying to raise and right. so the, the message was formulaic you can see when one point was about to stop and another point was about to start you could see that he was following like a protocol or structure and I was just like bro like but then this... was the content wrong or were you just not impressed with the Do delivery you know, I, I was not impressed with the delivery I was not impressed with the content itself Um, it, it was just it was just blah Oh, uh, we, we all got to start from somewhere. We do, and that's that's why that's why I didn't want to say it. You only gave one. That, you only gave one recommend one recommend to one avoid though. Recommend to avoid. Um, another one I would avoid. Um, trying to crawl through. I'm mad surprised how ooh. you're finding it. But hey, Do you know, no, I'm I'm actually remembering, guys. I'm like, yo, yeah, my Don. I might actually kick out my Todd and that Futic Don. I might. I'm going to kick them out and slide in Francis Chan. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll slide in. You're talking Chan. easily accessible. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'll slide in Francis Chan because he nails it. He hits the nail on the head, and he does what them two men are trying to do, but. He like there's a lot more, there's a lot more conviction. You got fam. There's a lot more conviction. There's a lot more depth and and yeah, like, and it is accessible. It is really accessible. Um, so I'll, I'll put them through Francis Chan. Even oh, what Tim Keller? Come on, how did I not say Tim Keller? Bro, I would even say read Tim Keller's books. Yeah, I was yeah, Tim Keller. Man like C.S. Lewis. He's not a preacher in that, but his books. Nah, he'd be um, preaching. He'd be preaching. Even Spurgeon. Hey, what? I was sleeping, boy. Wow, Spurgeon's like the, the like Dragon Ball Z of preachers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shenron. <laughs> um, Dons to avoid. I've said T.D. Jakes, which I stand by. Um, I'm not going to say Joel Osteen or Creflo Dollar, even though I'm like, yeah, don't listen to them, man, there. Benny Hinn, I'm not going to say him. I don't even know if these guys still preach. Um, Benny Hinn repented, though. Yeah, but... Would you, would you recommend um, Ravi Zacharias? Zacharias. 
Zacharias. I would say follow his teaching, not his practice. Um, who else? <laughs> don't don't listen to anyone on TBN. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I know folk that have been on TBN that are legit, though. Uh, shout out to Joyce Myers. <laughs> no. That's what? Not who yeah, nah, nah. Um, don't listen to Joyce Myers. But I haven't, um, I haven't listened to any of her stuff. Like, what's wrong with Joyce Myers? I she writes all the books, bro. Yeah, bro. I used to bang so much Joyce Meyer content when I first came to <laughs> So much content. Um, and and again, are you saying that it wasn't, it wasn't sound? Do you know what? It it was very, yeah. It was, uh, it was meh. But for that stage of my faith, it was good. And it kind of well, you see me. someone shouldn't listen to it. And and that's that's the thing that I am very um, mindful of as well when saying these things because it's like there's a difference between God having used them as a stepping stone for me and me recommending them to somebody else. Mm. So it's like, just because Abraham, no, not Abraham, Jacob had 12 children through four women, God used that situation. But would you recommend the next man to do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's again, it's like, it's, so it's, it's, it's a bit like that. Would I recommend someone stick their hand in fire just because I was, I like NHS healed my hand when I stuck it in fire. I wouldn't necessarily do that. Um, not saying her preaching is fire <laughs> in, the, in the worst way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm trying to look at some more contemporary people. Um... I really dislike the guys on YouTube that try that try to discredit other people's ministry. Well, like Ruslan. Ruslan um, doesn't even do that too tough, but there's like, there's a few channels that... I don't know, I was, I was being silly. I was being silly. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a few channels that like, yeah, it's just, every, everyone is a heretic. Oh, what? Even, even Joseph Prince. Oh, Joseph careful. Prince careful, please going to fight you. Who's gonna fight you? I would recommend. I would recommend Joseph. Prince. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would recommend Joseph Prince. I'm, I'm actually going on. There's this one YouTube channel yeah, that I've got. Um, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, did I unsubscribe? <laughs> Okay, you know what? Moses, whilst you're thinking about this third one, let me ask my question. Otherwise, we'll be here for a while. <laughs> yeah, it been here. Okay, it so here. I believe I've, I've asked Peter this question before, so I'm going to throw it to you. Moses, what do you think it looks like in the present day to look after the widows and the orphans? Oh, um... I think it's still... It's... Not not that it looks the same, but um I got like oh even a Bible project don't yeah um <laughs> I'll be honest, that's the place, that's the place. 
Um, where's this pagan's name? Um, Pastor Tim. Tim Conway, I believe. No, is it Tim Conway? No, heard of him before. Yeah, neither have I. Bro, this this Don, yeah, he's on the same channel as like Paul Washer and that, so he's of that caliber. But his preaching jars me. Um, let me let me get into that. I'll just give two. I've I've thrown out a lot, but Tim, I think his name is Tim Conway. Um, this guy is so heavy on works. How did this guy start reining in on um ah uh, Joseph had the rainbow colored coat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He started rain he started weighing in on Joseph saying why was Joseph in Potiphar's house when Potiphar wasn't there when he knew that Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with him. But he was playing around. He was playing around with sin, he, and I'm just like, bro. I don't think that's how it happened. <laughs> I've heard that argument before. I've heard that argument before. And I'm like, it's very cute for you to criticize the man in hindsight. Yeah. Also, when he had responsibilities that he was actually taking care of in the house. You don't you don't know the way in which and the Bible doesn't insinuate that he did that on purpose to get caught. It's like no, he was doing his work, but you're trying to mm-hmm. criticize him in hindsight. And I'm like, brother, are you all right? And then you're using that as a catalyst to get man them to, to and I'm just like, nah, I know I know you're on this righteous living vibe, yeah. And like glory be to God for that, but that's not gonna save you. So yeah, him yeah. him's one person I was just like, I can't listen to this guy no more. Um looking out for the wid- widows and orphans right now. I think I think it's it looks the same in, in like sharing products in terms of food, money, check and phoning up on them, seeing if they're all right. But I think there's there's a lot more assistance from the state when we look at benefits we look at um just things that are available to people in general um now obviously if you're a widow the government isn't going to be like oh your husband died let me give you extra whatever no if you can work go work um and even the bible sets a precedence there that widows who are truly widows like over a certain age have no children to kind of take care of them and stuff um I think Paul says that in one of his um, pastoral epistles, um, he was setting up guidelines as to like who truly um, qualifies as a widow as not to have the church overly burdened. Um, and I was saying if, if she can remarry, cool, let her do that. If she's young enough to be able to work, let her do that. Um, and so there is this balance between those who are really needy and those who can, can be helped with a handout sort of thing. Um, or need some assistance for a little piece. And so, yeah, I think it'll be means, means tested. Um, I think there should be some legal support as well um, in terms of accessing the right things that the government can provide. Um, 
And I would also say there should be some like mental, emotional support and communal support from the sense of uh, relational, um, relationally, so that it isn't almost seen as like this, um, this um, charity case or something like that. But yeah, to, for them to still be dignified and held in high esteem, even as they're accessing the support and help that they need. Um, but I think that the climate and socially is much different from it as biblically. And so there are a lot more governmental things that they can kind of pull on as well. So the Bible should, that the church should factor that in, in terms of how do we grant better awareness and access to the things that they, um, that are available to them. So the church isn't taking the full brunt of the support, but then the church also being there relationally to so just kind of see how they're doing, seeing if they like they need help babysitting, like they need a babysitter or whatever, stuff like that. And just the practical stuff as well. And also like women's groups and like um, widower groups and all of them things there to just kind of get that, that relational support there as well. Um, so yeah, I'll say there's one, in terms of one thing looking like um, infrastructural, and I mean like governmental infrastructure, another one looking like relational, um, and another one like financial. And for like orphans, do you feel like more Christians should look into fostering and adopting and stuff? Okay. Um, I, I tentatively say yes. Um, I tentatively say yes. I mean, for a child to be brought up in a stable household can only do, do the child good. Um, it does take a lot of emotional toll on the family. Um, and I've heard horror stories in terms of people taking in children, sometimes even like extended family members, and the children they've taken in have ended up sexually assaulting their children. Um, and so it's like, you've almost taken in this child, which is now sexually assaulted your child. Um, and that's that's one thing that I'm just like, I, I will not actively, yeah, I'm not on it. No parent will be on it. Well, no healthy parent will be on it. Um, so I, I am tentative about that to kind of place that charge on every parent. Um, there'll be things that they would have to kind of work through. Um, it could be a case of them financially supporting an orphanage rather than taking a child in or volunteering at an orphanage. Um, even volunteering for like the NSPCC and stuff. Um, all of these things, in as much as they're not, it's not necessarily orphans that call in, but it is helping out children who are in real danger and real crisis and stuff. Um, so yeah, there, there is an avenue, not only if you feel led to foster, you could do that. Um, definitely. Um, if you're, if you've got the capacity and I, I know of people and I know people who have been fostered and have been taken into Christian households and they felt as though like they've encountered God and all of them stuff there. Um, so yeah, but also if that's not the case, we also need funding. We need resources, we need stuff. And so again, it's like, evangelism going out to evangelize isn't the only way to spread the word of god we can create the packs to evangelize we can provide financially to evangelize we can like give 
things and items and stuff to aid those who are evangelizing. And so there are different ways and diff- to kind of support that ministry. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what I would say. Cool. I'll that. Sweet. Anything from you, Peter, or are you good to go? To... No, I'm good. I'm good. I think I think that's that's on point. I think it just recontextualizes what was done then, looking at what they need and providing, which is mm. what, what was done in the, in the olden days. So, cool, great. All right. So the topic for today. Oops. You know, the sad thing about drinking from a clear bottle is you can't pretend you're drinking when it's finished. <laughs> why would you? Why, what? Why would you need to do that? It just gives you something to do. Like, I've never been in a meeting, like a work meeting, and they're pretending to be drinking. So just me. <laughs> Pick up Peter's face. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out, like, is there something else going on? I don't I don't understand. But no. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. I'll see what you see. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? No, is this something you've done before? So I haven't sipped on an empty bottle, but I start to slip, sip, uh, like, l- less amounts. To make that last even longer. Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll be taking fat gulps, and then as soon as oh yeah, it's halfway, all right, cool, little sips, little sips, mm. and I'll be taking the little sips a bit more frequently. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I saw this meme video where the guy was like, "Oh, if you if you put a tea bag in a cup, like you can drink like wine, and, and nobody will know." And and then the and then the meme switched to a guy and he take like a champagne bottle and put the tea bag inside that. <laughs> I was simply doing his work me too. <laughs> it was very really good. It was really good. Alcoholism. <laughs> anyway, let's talk Sunday. Cause something very special happened on Sunday. For the Sunday first time. Yeah, Sunday just gone. For the first time. In a very, 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 very long time, the whole furnace was in a church together. <laughs> Facts. When was the last time we were in a church together? I've, I feel like it was a time when we had to podcast at Peter's old church in Pentecost. And so we probably went to church there and then um, recorded afterwards. But apart from that, I can't think of... I can't, yeah, I can't really think of a time... Mm. It, might, it might have been Salvation Army. Or oh, we're more likely to do it Salvation Army, but I don't think we ever did it on a Sunday. Yeah, and uh, like I don't think you ever came for a service. No, I never came for a service. Yeah, we we came after our respective services, and then we recorded. Yeah. 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 Oh, we came to like a midweek thing. We've been to a midweek thing before. I mean, I can't like, remember that. Like a midweek, I don't know. There was like a youth thing or something. Right. Oh, I'm not doing poetry workshops. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza, poetry, and Polaroid. Pizza and Polaroid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then that one crackhead guy came in that one time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He yeah. yeah. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't crackhead. Wasn't that the time that we were trying to escort the guy out, and then Peter directed him to the toilet or something? Did was I? it Peter? Or was it? Was it? Or was it you, Robert? It was probably me. It was probably me. Because all the young people were like shook. And then we were trying to escort him out to be like, yo, like it's a youth situation. And then someone escort like took him to the toilet. I'm just like, bro, he's gonna come back in. Like the, the girls are trying to yeah, bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mules best get you. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so P and I go to the same church, and then Moses and the family came to visit. So I thought it'd be nice to just talk about the experience since we were all there, and mm. it's the first time in a very long time we're all in church together. I, th- I thought it was a cute moment. I didn't say it at the time because I didn't realize, but then I came and I thought and I realized I was like, oh, it's a nice thing to chop up. So Moses, as a visitor, how did you find it? Do you know what? That was the first time that we were on time, relatively on time. <laughs> I think we came at like five past eleven. Yeah, yeah. I was late, so we hadn't started on time. Um, no, Peter, we never start on time. Mad. Yeah, but the so, time was because I was late. It was my fault. <laughs> no, but so, even when you're on time, we still start late. Talk? <laughs> <laughs> I keep starting a sentence, and then you and I just bickering. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was good to kind of walk in and have the whole experience um, to have. I think one thing that we really enjoyed, and this is definitely testament to you, Robert, in, in as much as I don't like giving you kudos too tough. Um, <laughs> but Noah, Noah specifically came back from children's church and he was able to tell us what they learned. Hey. And I was like, I respect that. Like, Come more time, they're just coloring in. <laughs> it was so funny. So like in children's church, I was going around asking the kids, oh, um, what does being patient mean to you? And Noah was telling the story about how if you go on the bus and you don't have any money, you can't go on the bus. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes you know, kids just be talking and you have to encourage them because what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah like, obviously like Leia, Leia's seven. So she's been in and around church for a minute. Um, Noah's only three, so his his exposure is much much less. But also when it when it comes to three year olds, they more have like a crush set up where they just kind of play and like colour in and stuff like that. But to have him go into something and then come out to say, yo, like his patience, patience mean, means X. Um, I was like, okay, yeah, like I really enjoy that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the first time that he's been able to recount um, what was taught. So that's that's really good. Yeah, so that's really good. So I was really, <laughs> I was really pleased with that. Um, worship was good. Worship was good. I, I really enjoy the way that worship is. Fr- I, I enjoy the way that things are just free in that space. Um, I was able to just go to the back, pick up a drum, give it to gems, just like do all of that without feeling some type of way. How was that experience for you, by the way? Picking up a drum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie, I it looks like you were straight in the vintage. No, I just reached up and I took it. I even put it back. I even put it back. It took you a second. Yeah. It took you a second. Oh. I was slightly worried. I was slightly worried. Yeah, yeah. Is, 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 is it Sophie? Yeah, Sophie. Yeah. So I was like, oh, can I get a jump? She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I might need you to get it for me because I can't reach. And I see her trying to go for a chair. I don't think and she like, got one. I'm I don't like, think she understood. Like, so I was just like, cool. So I reached it and I grabbed it. Um, 
she made it down and then gave it to Gems, put it back up afterwards. But yeah, like for Gems to, this is the first full worship session that she's been in. And for her to even feel free to just wait, like wail on the drums was, um, was good. Um, yeah. and the kids I was have some percussion for worship. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a beat. The kids just running up and down. So yeah, man. And even like Shan's, um, Sean, 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 her message as well was good. And I, I also find it, I find her, like her response to me very interesting. I won't, I won't say nothing on the, on the podcast. Um, <laughs> it's not negative, it's positive, but yeah, I won't say nothing on the podcast. But, that, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed the message. Um, I enjoyed the... I enjoy just the whole service, the whole service really, like the freedom in that service um, and the uncertainty of where the church is at still being formed reflects where I am currently in in, in like the season I'm in. Um, and so it felt natural to kind of be in a space that was still being formed because I feel like season, season yeah, I'm in that season, I'm still being formed. Mm. Yeah. How- how was it for you, Peter? Because you handle like a lot of the text and like the PowerPoint and the camera. How do you find being in a church service and having whilst having to do all of that stuff? And that stuff's not foreign to me. I, I, I think, as far as I remember, every church I've been in, at least in this country, because we don't we don't have tech like that too tough. When I was you were lucky to touch the microphones. Um, but yeah, every church I've been in, I've been involved in the tech just because that's that's where I naturally gravitate to. Um, and I'm not I'm not skilled in talking to people or being friendly and those sort of typical things you expect from church. I'm skilled in tech, so I, my services, my 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 ministry, my worship is there. So that's that's completely normal. Um I think it's and this is this is oddly specific, but it's more s- awkward for me because the um, tech desk is at the front. And so if I get up to adjust the camera or I have to adjust the microphones and stuff, I feel like I draw attention to myself, which is uncomfortable and distracting to the church. Um, but then again, that's a oddly specific thing that I need to address at church as opposed to regarding the furnace being there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was really nice to see um, Gems like be able to drum and um, yeah, Mo has a tendency of not informing anyone when he's coming with the family, so you'll just be there and it's like, oh, okay, cool, Mo's here. <laughs> um, which is fun, I guess. <laughs> But otherwise, nice. No, it's, it's it's yeah, it's good, and it's it's nice seeing. I guess you're being part of of that, being part of a place that's wanting to really allow people to be themselves and Ooh. not mold them into anything. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. like people so people. Pip, Pip gets so excited whenever anyone new comes into church. He's mm. like, <laughs> Pip, Pip's an he's an encourager, man. Like he's just he's always hype. He's always hype. He is. 
So when he's not, it's very obvious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, what's wrong? <laughs> How about oh. yourself? How about yourself? Especially Facts. as you are coming from a church where you kind of did everything and you are kind of doing everything. You did worship, you did kids, you did um, refreshments, I believe. No, I, I did refreshments a week before. Last week. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did it. On Pardon? Sunday. Didn't you bring the cake on Sunday? No. Ah, cool. No, yeah. I don't know who brought the cake. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. I enjoy... I don't know. I enjoy doing stuff, but I also like to pretend like I don't enjoy doing stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... Yeah, like when Moses and Jamila came through, I was like, whoa. Oh, I was just feeling, I was feeling a bit self-conscious as well. Like, oh my God, they're going to see me play the piano. I'm like, oh my God, this is so scary. <laughs> That's because I'm not very, I'm not very confident in my piano playing skills. And, I, and like, I feel fine when it's just like usual church people. But when it's like you church people, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like an actual audience. <laughs> it's like I'm always going to critique my theology. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I really don't know why everyone has that. Like, oh, please. Oh, yes, you do. No, no, no I, I, I genuinely <laughs> you're don't. Here, you're, you're here throwing TJ Jakes under the bus. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's a difference between TJ Jakes, like the, the, the space, like, the space that he, he like inhabits. Because, um, yeah, like even Sean like mentioned the same, and I was just like, yo, don't, don't do that. Um, and that's, that's what I was like, I was going to say, I was going to talk about, but I didn't want to do it. I was just like, yo, like, I genuinely don't. I I get, but I don't get. I'm just like, mm-hmm. do I really give off that vibe? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, rah, do I really give off that vibe? I can understand it from back in the day. Andrew said yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? Do you know what? I, I actually had, I had an exchange with Andrea a while ago. Um, and to be fair, I was tired. <laughs> when I'm tired, it's a myth. So she had shared something about someone talking about um, God's provision to Israel, at the, uh, the nation of Israel, after they came out of Egypt and stuff. Um, and was the part the pastor was talking about us not relying on our provision and stuff. Um, and I, I pushed back on it slightly. Um, but in hindsight, I was like, yo, bro, I should have just just left it. I didn't need to have sent a voice note or commented or anything. <laughs> Plus, I was tired. I didn't I didn't need to do that. Um and so I I can see her point. I, I can see her point. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, yo, like man them. Cause when I laughed, Sean was actually like, "Yo, yo!" I was just like, "Nah, nah!" Like that's why. That's why I, I genuinely felt like I had to say to her, "Yo, like, no, that's cool. That's cool." Like, I'm not. I'm not getting that. You none of that. It's just like this is confirmation or something that God's been talking to me about already. Um, and then as soon as the service finished, she's like, "Oh, what's God been telling you?" I loved. I love her enthusiasm. She literally, she literally jumped. She literally jumped when you said that. Yeah. And, and that's that, the, yeah. and that's the thing. I'm just like, I I don't know why I am seen as that guy. 
I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't know why I'm seen as that guy. Um, because you are that guy. <laughs> she, oh, she's she's banging the masters at Oxford, the theology masters at Oxford. Like the levels it, are different. No, no, but but you know what? I think it's because of the way you. I think the way you're able to take in information and then, like, um, what's the word? Like, give it out to people. Mm. People, not that you, you you're like like overbearing, but but. It can be a bit. Um, what am I trying to say? Peter, help me out. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> intense, intense. It okay. could be a bit intense. Okay. It could be intense. So, um, yeah, mm. I feel like it can get very deep very quickly. Mm. And like, it, and like, if you're not ready for that turn, you, you're, you're trying to like. Go get away to try 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 equal yeah. So, so. yeah, and t- to be fair, to be fair, that's a that's a neurodiverse trait. That's a trait of neurodiversity. Um, so that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. Question for you, actually, Moses. Mm-hmm. So, like within the church setting, I'm sure Peter will always find himself. At the tech, at the tech desk, um, I'm sure I always find myself behind the piano. Mm. Where do you see your yourself mm. when it comes to um, serving in, in in a church capacity? I see myself floating. Um, I see myself floating, so I would float. Um, welcome. I can I float, I would float and welcome. Um I would float potentially in um youth and a little teaching situation or preaching. Mm. So yeah, like yeah, though I think those those would be the three. So when I say youth, I mean like small groups. And I took it more like teenagers than like kid kids. Yeah, I'm talking more teenagers into early twenties. Um, yeah, late teens, early twenties, where they can actually dialogue and they've got stuff that they they want to go through, and they won't just sit there and be like, "Oh, I don't know." But no, nah, they'll come with some meat <laughs> and potatoes of situations. Um, so yeah, I kind of see myself floating within those those spaces. Yeah, welcome allows me to interact with people on a one-to-one without being in the crowd. Um, and I'm preaching, I'm just talking at you, fam. You're not talking back. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And for you, Peter, is there is there any aspect of serving in church that you feel like you'd want to maybe explore more? Evangelism. No. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Just take. Just Aren't you take. doing Bible studies as well? Yeah, you do Bible studies. Yeah, I do Bible studies. Yeah, yeah. And I, you're I a really like, good preacher as well. It must be said. I like I like Bible studies. I like Bible studies. Um, do you enjoy preaching? I I feel like I'd like I'd like preaching more if it was more interactive. 
Mm. If it was more like a steady, I don't know. I don't. Mm. It's the same thing with poetry. I don't feel like I've earned the right to be listened to per se. But so. you know, when you preach, you get to shape what's happening. That's true. If you want the preach to be interactive, you can make it interactive. You can make it interactive. Oh, okay, okay. Mm, mm, that's true. That's true. I could. So yeah. you get to shape the what what what's happening while oh, you're preaching. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's because of the formats I'm used to. Never think of doing it that way. But yeah. yeah. So like, it's simple. Yeah. Oh no, I was gonna say it must be said, Peter. I do enjoy listening to you preach. You preach very well. It's very oh. accessible and understandable. So come on. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Come on. I was gonna say, like, one one easy way that I have um seen people make their sermons a lot more interactive is they will turn to your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate them things there. Um I genuinely hate them. I went to a church two weeks ago and they did that. I was like, bro, don't don't do that. <laughs> um I'm not even gonna bait out the church that I went to. Um but even yes, even that church, the sermon time was a QA. Mm. Okay. They just did a QA. So they had preached a, a, a series and then they were like, all right, cool, we're gonna give you an opportunity to ask us questions about it. So mm. they just took in questions and then they asked the congregation as well as answer some of the questions themselves. Um but also another easy way that I've seen people do it is they'll have a bunch of scriptures. And then they'll just get people in the congregation to read out the different scriptures. So they'll be like, oh, can someone find like John 1, someone else go to Proverbs, whatever. And then they'll be like, right, whoever's got John 1, can you read it? And then it, it kind of makes it a, a bit more back and forth and not just you going through it. Um, but there are different ways to kind of shape it. That is it's not just um, you talking at the people. Yeah. 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 What about yourself, Robert? What what would you do more? What would you like to explore? Um don't hold me to anything I'm about to say. <laughs> he is about to make that jot down the list. And especially don't tell Pip. <laughs> but um I would like to maybe explore preaching more. One day. Oh, okay, okay. It's a good thing I'm doing the rota. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like I enjoy writing the research and the preach more than I enjoy doing the. Preach. But you do a good preach. Like every preach you've done has been very good, and I mean, you've you've had the feedback. You do really good preaches as well. Yeah, but you know, I feel like at this point, I'm confident in what my style of preaching is. Mm. Um, but I think I could do with a bit more practice in actual preaching. Yes, like I go through my life and just like be planning sermons in my head that will never see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. I just think, yeah, maybe one day I, I would like to explore the preaching more. I think it'll be fun, mm-hmm. and I think I. I I've got a bit of. I can tell a good story through a preach. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah I'd like to explain that more maybe one day. 
I would like to, but this, I, I don't think we've got enough time to do this. I would love to kind of see how you guys go about salmon prep. I can go into that. We can go into that. Okay. Oh, I mean, we've got, we've got 10 minutes until the hour. Speaking of, speaking of which, um, so me and Andrew are talking about um, chat GBP today. Mm. And then we put in a prompt like to like write a sermon. And they actually <laughs> wrote the sermon with like the Bible versus everything. It was serious. Mm. <laughs> mm. Man, I'm going to get AI sermons now, yeah? Come on. Come on right? Yeah. Do you think or do you think AI, AI Simons can be spirit filled? You gotta look at what the AI is doing. All it's doing is kind of plagiarizing. It's not creating anything new. It's looking at this sermon, that sermon, that sermon, picking out a pattern and filling the pattern. So depending on the training model, again, it can be it's 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 like it's not the same, but it's like saying, you know, flip to a page in the Bible. You know, I don't know if you guys ever did that. Like, you'll be like, oh, read the Bible every day. And so one of the days is just open the Bible and then, okay, cool, we're on um, <laughs> we're on a genealogy. And that's your, you know. Have a quick two. <laughs> <laughs> that's your reading for the day. You know, asking, can that be a spirit-filled way of it? Yeah, of course it can. God can use whatever. So, yeah. yeah, I think it can. And because it's not actually creating anything new, it's just effectively plagiarizing a bunch of sermons and finding a pattern and filling that pattern. God yeah. could use that as well. Yeah. This is, is, is very much like God can speak through a donkey. Yeah. But <laughs> does he do it every day? <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. And just because God can speak through a donkey, does that mean you go sit in front of every donkey and say, well, God God donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, God can work through AI. But it doesn't mean just hand over your responsibility to it to spit out the sermon for you. Um, yeah. So, what 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 is you guys' approach to sermon prep? Robert, go ahead because my mom's calling. <laughs> um. So, I feel like I approach sermon writing the same way I approach poetry. Okay. So I will, I'll have my um, initial idea of the thing I want to base it around. Mm. Um, usually it's, it's like during the Bible. I don't think I've ever, no, that's not true. I've, I've done non-story preachers before, but, okay. but usually it'll be based on like a story in the Bible and then um, I'll just, expound on that and yeah like look at the story see what themes are on the story what themes I'd, I'd like to get across in a preach um then i'll read for the passage maybe look at a few commentaries on it um just vibe for a little bit start writing it leave it for a bit realize i've got two days left <laughs> so you write out your sermon I do, I do. Uh, like I write out in my head first, and and, and I'll jot it down on paper. Um, I've never been one of those people who can just like speak off the dome for like twenty minutes on a preach. That's, <laughs> I don't trust myself to, to to be able to do that. When you, when you write uh, it down, out of interest, do you write? 
do write it such that you could like literally read the sermon. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that's more just uh, a comfort thing. Yeah. Just so if I ever get to a, uh, a point where like I forget my point or I don't know what I'm saying, I can just like look, take it for a while, and then just go off again. Mm. Uh, and and there was I watched this thing about what's his name. Uh, oh, was who was that? Pre- um, Billy Graham is that his name? Yeah, yeah. I don't know I if that's his that. name, but there's a preacher called Billy Graham. Was a big, big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the famous one. Yeah, yeah, Billy Graham. Yeah. So um, I was watching a documentary about him, and he said something that stuck with me: that like whenever he does a preach, he wants to always make sure that his preach always comes back to. The cross and Jesus and what he did and so that's really stuck with me so 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 that I try and make sure that whenever whenever I preach whatever I preaching about I bring it back to Jesus at the end so um, yeah. oh yeah so that's me cool um for me it's it depends so if if I'm asked to speak about a topic or I'm asked to speak about something in particular which I find easier then it's just researching that thing in the Bible and trying to find a holistic view on whatever the topic is through the entirety of the Bible. Um, find something that's true about that topic throughout the entirety of the word. Or even if there's nuance, it, it's easier to sort of research a topic biblically and then present my findings. Um, but if it's going to be a preach that like I've just been asked to preach, it's normally, I normally only ever say yes if I feel like God's been saying something before. So okay. it, it would be that, like, I don't know, there'll be a week or, you know, over the week, I'm thinking about a particular thing. Or I'm thinking about, or God's put a certain thing on my heart and I'm thinking about it. And then that week someone asked me to preach and I was like, okay, cool. I'll do it because I feel maybe God is talking about this. And then it will be what's God saying about that. Mm. And again, trying to confirm what I think or trying to vet what I think God is saying against the word to make sure that it correlates or to make sure that it's true. Um, mm. There have been instances where it's like, oh, actually, now nah, if you put this in context, it's not true. Mm. Get rid of that. But What's, what's that um, process look like for you? Um, so that would be verifying what the Bible says about whatever it is um, I am I'm thinking. So if God is saying, if God's talking about, for instance, um, like uh, hearing his voice more or hearing his voice more clearly. And I remember when I was thinking about that, I was thinking along the lines of um, being able to read from a fast. I think I'd just done an eye test. And I didn't know if I cheated on the eye test or not because walking in, I would looked at the the little diagram thing. And I was like, I couldn't memorize all of it in the you know seconds that I walked past it. Yeah. But how much did that help with me knowing what the letters were? Um, and then sort of seeing that same dynamic play out when I'm looking at like a, the nutritional information on a orange can. And it's always in small print, isn't it? But if you know what it is, then no matter how far away it is, you you you're more likely to be able to read it, as it were. Yeah. And Quick question. God, sorry. 
you feel? Do you sorry? Just a quick question. Do you feel like when you're you're, you're like coming, you're like trying to cultivate a point, but then there might be times when it can be contradicted. Do you feel? Do you feel it's necessary to like put an asterisk next to that point and say that you know? Yeah, it's, it's just my work. Eight or nine times out of ten, but then one or two times out of ten, this might not be the case. Or, or actually present the contradiction present the, the contradictive views it's so i'm sorry i went off on a tangent but yeah it'll be i'd almost be preparing a sermon in my head and then someone asked me to do a sermon, and then i'll just verify it but then in terms of when i go to prepare or write or whatever i am looking at it from the view of okay this is what i think god is saying but then also could this be argued against could i be wrong in this and i'm also looking at that aspect of things and it's it's maybe somewhat an antagonistic way of looking at it because I'm like, if someone wanted to come and debunk what I'm saying, would I be prepared for it? And would they be right in debunking it? Am mm. I wrong? Um, and so I also researched that aspect of things as well and try and try as best I can to to present that. And um, yeah, it does mean not holding a certain view too tightly mm. um, because then you end up trying to prove the view as opposed to you know, just vetting whether or not it's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's what sort of constitutes that process. So do you write yours down as well, like word for word? No, because I actually find that stressful because I feel like I'd be, either I'm reading it and then I, you know, lose my place in it and then I like, I have to go find my place. Um, or I read it so much, I try and memorize it and then I forget. So <laughs> I write down the points. I, I, try and, I try and write the points and then if I've got time, I will do the sermon a few times and make sure that it all lines up and I know what I'm going to say. Um, but I write bullet points um, that can then be expanded later on. The first the first draft is always like a full stream of consciousness sort of thing. Oh, wow, okay. I, 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 I try and narrow that down to, to points. Nice. Yeah, that's these are these are different different approaches and different endpoints as well. I, I, for you. Interest, yeah. I think I think for me, um and this this is like um a expectation that I, not expectation but like something I placed on myself. Uh, would I say I placed it on myself? I, I I felt I felt like I was I was led to it. Um I want to be ready to give a sermon at a drop of a hat. Mm. Um, so like, okay. like, um, and 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 it's not a case of um, have it prepped, polished, boom, like not, none of that. Um, <clears throat> so, and uh, so some of the stuff that kind of convicts me is when Peter was called to Cornelius's house after having a vision three times. Don't call certain unclean that I have called clean. And Cornelius was like, um, we want to hear the words that God has given you. But God hadn't given him any words. Mm. He just preached the gospel. Um, and how Paul can just go rock up into any town and just start chopping it up with them. And being like, yo, like, and even as it says, always be ready to give a, def a defense for your faith. That's slightly different from a sermon. But wanting to be in a space where... I can get into it with anyone at any given point in time. Um, and if 
at a drop of a hat, someone's like, oh, cool, like, just share something. I, could, I would have enough stored up within me that I can share. Um, that doesn't negate, God, what is what are you saying for these people? Um, so what I tend to do is, if someone is to ask me to preach, I would just pray to see God, like, should I go for it? Should I not? If I kind of sense, yeah, go for it. Whether I have something or not, I'd be like, all right, cool. And then I just spend time in prayer, just like, God, what, what are you saying for these people? Um, once I feel like I've, I've gotten something predominantly around the scripture, like there'll be a particular scripture or an idea or something that links back to a scripture, then I just read that scripture. I, I read it and read it and meditate and read it and meditate. Um, there was a time when I was asked to give a sermon um, on the book of Mark, the entire book. <laughs> so I read the book of Mark like every day and just meditating on it. And like, I used to do, a, I used to sit on commentaries a lot, but what I, I, I again, as I said, initially, I'm not listening to people. I, I haven't been in as many commentaries as well. So I've I've sat with just praying and trying to see what God is saying about it um, and trying to approach it from a biblical theology sort of perspective where I'm looking at how this thing that God has told me has kind of played out throughout the Bible. So if it's a case of God's grace or whatever, like God is going to come through or whatever, then it's like how it's kind of played out throughout the Bible. So I'll center on this, but I'll kind of draw a timeline of God's faithfulness throughout the Bible as well. Um, I don't tend to give sermons. Um, I tend to have more conversations. Um, but when I have done sermons, I have very much been a bullet point sort of person. Sometimes they didn't even have bullet points. I just had the the topic and I've kind of prayed on it and stuff and I've spoken. But the one that was really, like, really stood out to me, my cues were images. So I didn't have any bullet points. I just had images that were portrayed, on the, that were, like, projected. And then I would kind of preach. And then as I reached the end, I'd be like, okay, that's the end of this section, next picture. And then the picture, okay, cool. This is what I wanted to talk about. And I kind of preach about the next part again. Um, so that's been it. So I think I am still in that space of, okay, if I was to be preaching consistently, what would my style of preaching be? I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I do also enjoy more conversation than just hearing information from me. Mm. So yeah, I don't know what it would be like, but that's that's my process. Commentaries and stuff are are still there, but it's almost like twenty five percent of the process. Trying to get external uh, input and stuff. Seventy five percent of the progress is process is literally just sitting before God and saying, "God, what are you saying?" Mm. That's good. And you know, no matter what, our preacher style is like, God can use us, use us all. Facts. I mean, you can use a donkey, so. So, so if you can use a donkey, you can use PR. Amen. Facts. Facts. <laughs>
All right, let's round up. I'm tired now. Fam. Hook up. I'll go first. I oh, can do it. Now do your thing. Do your thing. Now I'm just going to say Wakanda forever, innit? Hey. Plus now. Is it on? Hey. Well, say, say that again. Now. What happened? It's on Disney Plus. What is? Wakanda forever. Oh, yeah. I heard. Yeah. So I'm about to watch it for the first time. Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah. So that's my hookup. Go check out Letitia Wright because she's Christian in Wakanda Forever. Um, my hookup, My Hero Academia. Watch that anime. Plus Ultra Baby. Come on. No fear. I am here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hookup is a song. Um, Tom Jones. By Tom Jones hey. called Delilah. I think I heard that. Is, is Tom Jones? Is he Sir Tom Jones? Is that it's not unusual? I don't think it's British. British. Yeah, I think it's Sir Tom. I think it's Sir Tom Jones. He's not British. Oh, he's not British. I don't think you can be knighted if you're not British. Or maybe he is. I don't know. Was he on the voice? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, I don't know if he's sir, but that's the guy. Yeah, cool, cool. I, I can look up, but yeah. So, 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 like this song is like, like one of the like the anthems that people sing during like Welsh rugby games, and because and like the story tells, I mean, I mean, the song tells a story about a guy who finds out his wife, or no, his his like girlfriend or woman is cheating on him, so he ends up going over and killing her. And they 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 be, they be singing this song. I wrote I watched rugby games, <laughs> and so and like I think there's been like a lot of scandal, like sex, sexual scandals within rugby at the minute. So they don't want like choirs and stuff to be singing that song at the games anymore. Mm. And so I went to listen. Like, let me see what the song is about. And the song is actually a bop. The story it tells is really good. <laughs> So Tom Jones, Delilah. Oh yeah, I was, I was gonna check. Let's see if he's if he's a Sir Tom Jones. Oh, he's Welsh. He is Sir yeah. John Tom Jones. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought he was American. Oh, he's eighty-two. Yeah. Sex bomb, sex bomb. You know my sex bomb. Okay. <laughs> Terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, shout out to the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the Audrey Amaze logo. Twitter at Defense UK. Instagram at TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Baptist Furnace. No apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps. That's first with the apostrophe. And that's it. So this is the Blacksmith Furnace signing out. Blah, blah. Man yawning on the live.